Chapter Thirty Six: A Companion with His Children. The average father wastes many golden opportunities to attract and bind his children to him. Upon returning home from his business, he should find it a pleasant change to spend some time with his children. Fathers should unbend from their false dignity, deny themselves some slight self-gratification in time and leisure, in order to mingle with the children, sympathizing with them in their little troubles, binding them to their hearts by the strong bonds of love, and establishing such an influence over their expanding minds that their counsel will be regarded as sacred. The father of boys should come into close contact with his sons, giving them the benefit of his larger experience, and talking with them in such simplicity and tenderness that he binds them to his heart. He should let them see that he has their best interest, their happiness in view, all the time. He who has a family of boys must understand that whatever his calling. He is never to neglect the souls placed in his care. He has brought these children into the world, and has made himself responsible to God, to do everything in his power to keep them from unsanctified associations, from evil companionship. He should not leave his restless boys wholly to the care of the mother. This is too heavy a burden for her. He must arrange matters. For the best interests of the mother and children, it may be very hard for the mother to exercise self-control and to manage wisely in the training of her children. If this is the case, the father should take more of the burden upon his soul. He should be determined to make the most decided efforts to save his children. The father is the head of his own household. Should. Understand how to train his children for usefulness and duty. This is his special work, above every other. During the first few years of a child's life, the molding of the disposition is committed principally to the mother. But she should ever feel that in her work she has the cooperation of the father. If he is engaged in business. Which almost wholly closes the door of usefulness to his family, he should seek other employment, which will not prevent him from devoting some time to his children. If he neglects them, he is unfaithful to the trust committed to him of God. The father may exert an influence over his children which shall be stronger than the allurements of the world. He should study the disposition and character of the members of his little circle, that he may understand their needs and their dangers, and thus be prepared to repress the wrong and encourage the right. Whatever may be the character of his business, it is not of so great importance that he be excused in neglecting the work of educating and training his children to keep the way of the Lord. The father should not become so absorbed in business life, or in the study of books, that he cannot take time to study the natures and necessities of his children. 
he should help in devising ways by which they may be kept busy in useful labor agreeable to their varying dispositions. Fathers, spend as much time as possible with your children. Seek to become acquainted with their various dispositions, that you may know how to train them in harmony with the Word of God. Never should a word of discouragement pass your lips. Do not bring darkness into the home. Be pleasant, kind, and affectionate toward your children, but not foolishly indulgent. Let them bear their little disappointments as every one must. Do not encourage them to come to you with their petty complaints of one another. Teach them to bear with one another and to seek to maintain each other's confidence and respect. Fathers, combine affection with authority, kindness and sympathy with firm restraint. Give some of your leisure hours to your children. Become acquainted with them. Associate with them in their work and in their sports and win their confidence. Cultivate friendship with them, especially with your sons. In this way, you will be a strong influence for good. Let the father seek to lighten the mother's task. Let him point them to the beautiful flowers, the lofty trees in whose very leaves they can trace the work and love of God. He should teach them that the God who made all these things loves the beautiful and the good. Christ pointed his disciples to the lilies of the field and the birds of the air, showing how God cares for them, and presenting this as evidence that he will care for man, who was of higher consequence than birds or flowers. Tell the children that however much time may be wasted in attempts at display, our appearance can never compare for grace and beauty with that of the simplest flowers of the field. Thus their minds may be drawn from the artificial to the natural. They may learn that God has given them all these beautiful things to enjoy and that he wants them to give him the heart's best and holiest affections. He may take them into the garden and show them the opening buds and the varied tints of the blooming flowers. Through such mediums he may give them the most important lessons concerning the Creator by opening before them the great book of nature where the love of God is expressed in every tree and flower and blade of grass. He may impress upon their minds the fact that if God cares so much for the trees and flowers, he will care much more for the creatures formed in his image. He may lead them early to understand that God wants children to be lovely, not with artificial adornment, but with the beauty of character, the charms of kindness and affection, which will make their hearts bound with joy and happiness.